Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 8, 27 through 33 says, When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, not... Do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the desert. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. What a sad image we see here of a man who is made in the image of God, yet possessed by a legion of demons. The first thing one would have taken notice of this man was he was naked. After the fall in Genesis 3, we we see humankind wearing clothes of some sorts, right, to cover their nakedness, because with the entrance of sin into the world also came shame. It is undignified to go out in public places with our nakedness showing And this man being possessed by demons was living in his shame daily. And then even further, he didn't even have a house to live in, and he was instead among the tombs. So this man, in essence, was counted among the dead. We read that the people of the town had kept him under guard and bound him with chains and shackles. You know, at times the demons would... Uh, break the bonds and lead him further into isolation and uh, deathly conditions into the desert. And ultimately it appeared as though he was frequently found bound among the tombs. So really he was naked and poor, bound by chains and counted as dead. Now at first glance, we might not feel that we can really understand or even sympathize with this man, but in reality, we all can. Though we may never have been demon-possessed before we accepted Christ as our Savior, we too were covered in shame and bound by the chains of sin, being dead in our sin and living under the control set by the principalities of this world. But God, right? Notice here that the state of this demon-possessed man wasn't where Jesus' sight stopped. Jesus did not point out his nakedness, his chains, or even mention his living conditions being among the tombs. Instead, Jesus first asked him his name. There is something about a name that humanizes people. 
It's easy in this world to label and only see people by maybe their occupation or their appearance, their political party, their blatant sins and things like that. But that is the exact opposite of what Jesus did. I mean, no, Jesus wasn't blind to these things, right? We know he saw that. But time and time again, Jesus looks beyond the muck of sin to the very soul of the sinner that he loves because he came to save them, not to condemn them. There will be a day when God's wrath comes upon those who choose not to accept him as their Lord and Savior. But not only is he the only person able to judge on that final day, but until that day, his spirit still calls out as he has for thousands of years Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So shouldn't we, as followers of Jesus, also be echoing this same message of salvation? Here's a time to just really get honest with ourselves and with God and contemplate these three questions. Number one, do you ever get stuck on seeing the outward appearances or the outwardly obvious sins of people? instead of looking beyond to their soul, which is loved by God? Number two, if you're so caught up in judging the temporal things about other people, how will you ever bring yourself to even ask their name? And number three, if you can't look beyond their sin to see them as people that are made in the image of God with a soul that's chained by sin and in need of Jesus... How will compassion ever be stirred within you to share Jesus with them? And yet Jesus does know their name. He loves them. He died for them. And he sent you in the ministry of reconciliation as his ambassador. I mean, wouldn't we be bad ambassadors if we didn't follow the exact example that Jesus had given in how to interact with sinners stuck in sin? but we've been set free. I mean, you you were once in the same state of being dead in your sin before you gave your life to Christ. So in all reality, there is no room for condemnation if you're going to be an effective ambassador for Jesus. There's, there's only room, really, for love and compassion and truth and boldness, but each of those components do need to be present. Because on one hand, if you share the truth in boldness, but lack love and compassion, you convey a blatant condemnation. But swinging the pendulum on the far other side, if you have only love and compassion, but you don't share the truth and boldness, you only convey a hidden condemnation. If you only share the truth with boldness, it's pushing people away from desiring God because of the misrepresentation of him as being so harsh and judging. But if you only show love and compassion, that draws people to an idea of a God that doesn't actually exist. And then they'll ultimately die in the condemnation they are already in without Jesus as their Savior. So you've been set free. If you're a follower of Christ, you have been set free. And in order to be a useful vessel to bring others to Christ so that they also can be set free, you must look beyond their sin to the very sinner in need of our Savior. I encourage you 
to look beyond, you know, those whom you encounter. And if you don't know who they are yet, a good place to start is do what Jesus did and ask them their name. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's crystal with a K.